Hey guys, Jordan here. Just wanted to make a quick little announcement. I'm going to be changing Jordan mode to banana mode because I'm a banana and people keep asking why the banana suit. I think this will answer those questions and I'm planning on doing street interviews and doing stuff outside as a banana and I will be releasing episodes every Friday once a week instead of two episodes a week because it give me more time to make better content. But without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Three, two, one. Hey guys, it's Jordan. I'm on banana. It's it's banana time. Um, is that a sure mic? Oh my god, that those are expensive. Holy crap. Okay, so today I yeah. have a guest. <laughs> A guest who who's probably been podcasting for way longer than I have. Um, so I thought, you know, why not have a nice chat? You know, see what can come of this conversation. And I really should have asked her how to pronounce her last name, but let's welcome Dana. Welcome, welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> Thank you. It's Pereira, by the way, and I have a feeling that shit's about to get bananas here, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't say that, you know. I don't know why you would go go to that conclusion, but I actually I actually did think it was Pereira. So now I it's good that I, you've confirmed it. So thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So tell tell me and tell everyone about yourself. Yeah, sure. So uh, I've been podcasting. You're right. I've been doing it for three years now i want to say i have a, a couple of shows going on how long have you been podcasting for probably nine months uh, see so you were right I, I have been doing it longer than you which is why i have this really expensive microphone <laughs> yeah nice nice flat. Uh, yeah so i host a show called where's our participation trophy um, where we just kind of get into a whole bunch of different stuff. We we just throw our opinions at the wall and see what sticks. And then at the end of it, we're like, well, you know, we participated. Where's our participation trophy on that one? And then I host another one called the Dirty Little Secrets Club. And over there, it gets a little raunchier, a little crazier, a little more bananas over at the Dirty Little Secrets Club. People send in their dirty little secrets anonymously to us. And then we get to, to discuss them and have some fun with it. Okay, so um, which one's more fun to do? Ooh, that's... You know what? I love them both so much. I really love Where's Our Participation Trophy. Like, I just feel like it's kind of that um, happy medium of being able to discuss other people while also inserting some of, you know, my own personal experiences into it. Uh, the Dirty Little Secrets Club can get really crazy sometimes. Like, it is, like, shocking sometimes some of the stuff that people send in. Sometimes it's really good stuff. Sometimes, like, last week somebody found out that their husband had um, subscribed to some, like, rape fantasy thing. And I was like, ooh, that's problematic. <laughs> yeah, that's so a, sometimes okay. it can be problematic over there. <laughs> All right. Well, wasn't expecting that, but yeah, I, I take your word for it. So, 
What do you define a participation trophy as? You know, I like to say that if you are fucking waking up and just like giving it your best, even if you're not giving it your best, because sometimes, I mean, we can't be running at 100 all the time, right? Sometimes you need to sit down and take a breath and take time for yourself. But if you keep showing up, then you deserve the participation trophy. You might not be nailing it every time. You might not be first place, second place, third place, whatever it is. But if you continuously show up for yourself, show up for other people, even if you aren't the one that's hitting it out of the park every time, you still deserve your participation trophy. You just gotta, you know, you're gonna have your good days and your bad days and and you just gotta keep showing up. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna counter-argue that. I don't think they should exist. So here's why, right? You and half of the world. <laughs> there's there's winners and losers, Dana. Okay. No, if there everyone is got a not. trophy, it would not a matter. Mindset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Explain your side of the argument. I want to hear more about. I want to hear your logic. Too many people put us into categories such as winners and losers, and that's just not the case. There's so much in between there that, and and whenever you put people into categories like that, you're the winner, you're the loser you start to make people feel like their existence doesn't matter simply because they weren't the best at this particular thing. But the fact of the matter is, you don't gotta be the winner all the damn time. And if we're being honest about it, the winners are usually the most miserable because they're focused, they, all of their worth is focused on one particular thing that they are good at. And if they happen to not be good at that one day, then there goes their worth straight down the toilet. So I don't think that saying like, oh, you deserve a participation, like show up, you get the participation trophy. I don't think that we're like making wimpy kids out of it or anything like that. I think that we're giving people, uh, you know, the opportunity to say like, yo, I didn't quite nail it today. Shit happens, but I still showed up. So here's my participation trophy. I have to process all of that. So (laughs) I hear what you're saying, right? I hear that you said successful people or winners, they can be miserable as well, right? Hmm. However, I think that when you give everyone a participation trophy, like even no matter if they did good or bad, if everyone gets one, it's just like... What was the point of the the competition in the first place? Live, well, it's not a competition. So my participation trophy, I'll show it to you. It's right here. I gave it to my damn uh. self. Bought it on Amazon. <laughs> so my participation trophy and things that I like to do with that, because life isn't a competition, right? It shouldn't be a competition. Life is, I mean, depending on the person, I like to think of life as like a experience i'm not in a contest with you and i'm not in a contest with my siblings or my mother or the mom next door or it's just an experience and so i guess i don't particularly look at it as a you're the winner you're the loser and if we give everybody one i think everybody does get one because we are all in this experience together 
Okay. Are you competitive? I can be, yes. Yeah. However, um, I have learned over time that uh, to let go of my competitiveness and to really indulge in like the experience. Like if I'm playing Monopoly with my husband and I lose, I'm not pissed off. I'm not the one that's like throwing the game board pieces or, you know, like knocking shit over saying you cheated or something like that. I'm the one that's laughing and trying to get the most out of the quality time that I get to experience with my kids or my husband or whatever we're doing when we're playing a game. Okay, so you you live for the experience, like as you said, yes. right? So you like mm-hmm. the fun, you get the joy out of it. Okay, but okay, let me ask you this. Has there ever, ever been a time where deep down inside of you when you lost to Monopoly, at Monopoly for the hundredth time, were you not mm-hmm. like... God damn it! You know, I was like, like you no anger, or did you? Were you? Are you just so used to? Let me rephrase it. You're like, you're so you love the feeling of the experience. So then you're used to losing. But it, has there ever been a time where you just like, I didn't want to lose this time, and I feel kind of weird well, about but it. You, just because you are in the experience doesn't mean that you lose every time. Like for example. I love Yahtzee. Yahtzee is like my go-to game. I love it. But it's a game, like there's no real skill involved in it. It's a game of luck. So sometimes I'm going to win. Sometimes I'm going to lose. I'm still the one when my husband rules a Yahtzee, I'm the one that's high-fiving him. Like, hell yeah, that was awesome. You know, like if I'm playing cornhole with people, it was funny. I was playing cornhole with a couple of friends like a month ago. And, uh, people on the other team so the person next to you is on the other team and he threw it and he got like two in a row and I was like oh my god that was awesome I'm high-fiving him and my partner across the way is like you know he's on the other team right and I was like yeah but it was a good shot like my worth isn't tied to whether or not I lose this game I'm having fun with my friends I I understand where you're coming from Okay, I, I, I used to be like that, but then I realized I wanted to win. So then I stopped being like that <laughs> and okay, let me just dissect what you said. Cause I, I understand you and your husband's viewpoint or your partner, what, whoever's playing cornhole at, with you at the time, this viewpoint, it is a little strange that, um, you're competing against someone else and then you you um you give them props but at the same time i can i've done that before because if it's a really good shot i'm like hell yeah that was sick but yeah um yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that let's just agree to disagree all right so you know what and that's totally i understand that there are people out there that are not like me i've just noticed in my life that i am a lot happier when i enjoy the experience rather than the winning part of it but i also understand that not everybody is going to be like me and that's okay too yeah so do you feel like a sidekick no like a, like a partner to the the guy who actually wants to win right no i think that everyone shines in their own way um 
And, you know, if somebody's out there and they want to win, that's great. I'm happy to be a part of a team. In fact, I'm a part of an ensemble whenever it comes to um, improv. So I do improv and that's a really big team sport. Not sport, but you know what I mean. It's it's a it's a, a team building exercise and it's sometimes I'm going to be the funny one. Most of the time I'm not because there's eight other really funny people here. And so I'm really good at letting other people shine and then shining when it's my turn to shine. I really like to share that. Um, So I don't ever really feel like I'm playing sidekick to anyone. I kind of feel happy to... I I feel like an ensemble. Maybe that's the best way to describe it. I don't feel like a sidekick. I feel like I'm part of an ensemble. Okay. I get what you mean. But at the same time, I don't. So, it okay. It's you are great. You love sharing. That sharing is caring. That is your number one thing. Okay. So you're not afraid to have the spotlight at the same time, which is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. So you you're yeah. both you're okay with being in the in the limelight. At the same time, mm-hmm. you want to give attention to those who deserve it or or want it or you know what so you're cool with that that is interesting do you that's kind of a paradox you think i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yes (laughs) well because it's kind of exhaust like being the person in the spotlight all the time can get exhausting sometimes like you don't want to be the one that's carrying it all the time and then also on top of that you kind of start to get an ego and then other people are like, what the fuck? Like, you should have let us have some time up there. Or, you know, like, especially whenever you're around other... I'm, I'm a keep the peace kind of person, I guess. And I just, I really like to cheer other people on and make them feel good about themselves. And uh, you know what? It probably goes back to all the childhood trauma I've ever had in my life where I never felt good enough. So I'm constantly trying to make sure that everybody else knows how fucking spectacular they are and how great they are in my mind or... You know, things like that. Have you ever played in a band? <laughs> I had a group called Shake, Rattle, and Roll when I was 12, <laughs> where we sang at McDonald's. <laughs> I I understand now. Yep, childhood trauma. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Dana, Dana, hear me out, okay? So you have a <laughs> podcast. You literally are the... Or the host, or mm-hmm. you know, so it's like you have, you have, you have the spotlight. It's on you. And okay, what yeah. are your plans for your podcast? Like to grow? You know, huge? we're just gonna keep rolling. Oh, we would love to keep growing. You know, we've done so well already. It's it's pretty exciting with both of the shows. We've hit charts in the U.S. We've hit charts in Canada. We've Ireland's and. UK and uh, New Zealand and Australia and like so the show has already done really well and if it continues to grow I'm really happy with it but so are you cool with do you want to be amongst the top or or no see that one's hard for me I if it happened I would welcome it with open arms. Um, if, but again, my worth isn't really tied to it. Like, so I don't, 
need to be amongst the top okay. of podcasters. No. I and <laughs> okay, I, I I see where this is going. Okay, it all ties back to the childhood trauma thing. Okay, so you said that you're you're cool with winning or losing. It doesn't really matter because your the experience is what you love about it. You don't need. You're not defined. Your worth isn't defined by the, the the winning or the losing. So you're uh-huh. just you're okay, right? No, this just reminds me of back when I was like ten. I used to say the same thing. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want to feel the pain of losing. So then I'd tell myself. Yeah, that was a, you know, this game doesn't really matter. Or. Well, because it's ego. It's all ego. And whenever you take ego out of a situation, it can't really hurt you like that. Anyway, you start to realize like, oh, if I lose this, what does that mean about me? Does it make me a bad person? No. If I win this, does it make me a good person? No. So it's it okay. goes back to what is important to you and like what makes you feel good. And so I don't know. I guess just for me, it's it's never been tied to like, am I getting 15 million downloads an episode or, you know, it, it's just it's never it's never hit like that for me. Yeah. So when's the last time, if it ever, that it did hit? Just like you Did got that feeling, like, like whoa, you know, it feels good. I just hit like sixteen thousand downloads or something. Yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely feels good whenever that stuff is happening. But I, you know, I'm I'm forty years old, and whenever I think about stuff like that, you start to realize that there's going to be really high highs and there's going to be really low lows, and if you are constantly um eating yourself up over the low lows and that's where depression comes in and your low self-worth and and all of that i kind of take it all with a grain of salt i'm not gonna sit on my high highs for too long and i'm not gonna sit on my low lows for too long it's all about a rebound and you know as long as at the end of the day you're actually content with the person that you are and the experiences that you're having you can take the high highs and you can take the low lows but those aren't the things that are going to define you or whenever you wake up the next morning and open your eyes like you're already reset for the next thing yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah every each day is a new start no i get what you're saying yeah so I actually relate to you on the point that you don't really um, focus too much on the highest of highs or low lows when they come. You just you just kind of like, yeah, whatever it happened, you accept it. So on that, mm-hmm. we are similar. However, we still <laughs> differ on the fact that um, on the winning competitiveness, I'm very extremely competitive, <laughs> okay? I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I... Well, I'm a banana, so I guess I stand <laughs> out. So, um, yeah. I, I why, why did you choose a banana? I'm curious. 
Because there were no other fruit costumes. No. Because it, it feels like a very short shelf life of a of a fruit. <laughs> do you like bananas? Is it like, is it your fruit? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I okay, like what's bananas. your least favorite fruit? Ooh, my least favorite fruit. Maybe a grapefruit. Oh wow! Maybe really. Really, I happen to love grapefruit. That's where we also differ. What about grapes? I like to put it in my juice, though. I'm just, I like them. I just think if I was going to pick my least favorite, it would be that one. Oh, true, true. You can still like something and have it be your least favorite. Um, yeah. <laughs> Out of the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, Wait, you drink, you, you like, do juice? Like, you juice it up? Not like a smoothie. Yeah. 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 Like carrots and celery and grapefruit. I, I used to juice in the mornings and that one was a really good one. Wow. What happened? Uh, it's really messy. It's so much work to clean up. And I got real lazy after about three weeks of juicing. <laughs> okay. But I mean, did you notice anything different after them three weeks of consuming that? No, not a damn thing, awesome. which is probably why I was like, well, screw this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually how how it uh, happens. People do something and then they yeah. give up. Yeah, the ROI, the ROI wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. What are you scared of? Like what what scares you? Hmm. What scares me? I think my biggest fear no, I don't mind competition at all. Uh, losing a child is is probably my That's biggest fear. Yeah, yeah, I think that one's up there. Other than that, I don't get real scared of things too easily. Um, I mean, you know what? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. You could probably name something and I'd be like, yep, that would terrify me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking big ass spiders in Australia. Probably be scared okay. of those. <laughs> Snakes. Snakes, I don't love. Um, I've no, I've been known to hold a few snakes in my time. However, the poisonous ones, ugh, not a big fan of. And we have them in my yard sometimes, which I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always yeah. have to get my husband to get the little snake grabber thingy and put them in a bucket. However, I'm the one that um, makes my husband relocate the snakes up the hill into the canyon instead of like chopping their heads off with a shovel. I'm like, can mm -hmm. you just take them and release them up in the canyon? My neighbors hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about sharks? I don't love sharks either because my kids are surfers. So I have two teenagers. They're 17 and 16 almost. And they're both in the ocean all the time. And I'm in San Diego. So the water's really warm right now. And when the water gets warm, the sharks get closer to the shore. So I'm constantly worried about sharks and my kids surfing. Shark attacks? You're you're afraid of shark attacks? You fear? I'm a f well. I don't love because my son will see them in the water sometimes, and right. so I don't love that. I am not afraid of getting eaten by a shark personally. Uh, that is because I don't go that far out into the water. <laughs> I, I don't put myself in that situation too often, so. 
Right, right. Okay, so that that leads me to my follow-up question. Do you know how to swim? I do. Yeah, I love to swim. Okay. You like yeah. pool? <laughs> I have a, a pool in my backyard. I'm in it all the time. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, that uh, was, was there a correlation with like the sharks in the pool? <laughs> no, it was just funny that like you wouldn't step out into the ocean, but you you know how to swim. So in the huh? case of a shark attack, you could attempt to escape. Um, huh? Punching you know, its nose, poking yeah, it punch in its eyes. It, yeah. Um, use your blood to distract it. You know, it's it's all sorts <laughs> of things. Yeah, well, so I go in the ocean. It's just that I don't go into the ocean too much. Like my son is at the ocean all the time surfing. I go to the ocean maybe twice a year. So the odds of me getting eaten by a shark are pretty minuscule compared to him in the ocean, you know, on an almost daily basis with his surfboard. Oh, uh, okay. That's an interesting thing. I'd like... How did that come about? How did you? How do you have surfer children, surfer kids? You know. Yeah, my um, my ex, their dad, he's really big into surfing. He always has been, and so he actually lives pretty close to the water, and so they can just go to his house and go out on the water whenever they want. So they got that from their dad. Oh, okay, interesting. So now they're just they're just surfers forever. Like, they'll surf for boys, except they're not little anymore. My son's like 6'1", and my other one's almost 6 foot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, they're tall. Okay. Guess how tall I am. Guess, well, with or without the banana costume? Without the banana costume. Okay. I'm gonna say... 5'10". That's, that's pretty... That's pretty close. Is it? What are you? Tall enough. I'm tall enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went with the average because I can't see how tall you actually are because you're sitting down. So I was like, all right, average height is about 5'10", right? I think that's last time I checked, which was probably 20 years ago. Average height was 5'10". So I figured I'd be a safe bet going with average. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I'm 5'6". I'm Okay, well, that's a little below the average last time I checked. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is, Dana. So, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. You can choose to answer it. Actually, you you have to answer it. So, okay. say you're in the ocean, okay? Uh-huh. There's a, there's a huge great white shark, all right? Uh-huh. Okay, so you're two surfer boys, right? Both of them got separated, all right? And, um, one of them is surfing, right? So, he, he doesn't know that he's surfing on top of a great white shark. He doesn't know that it's about to pounce on him, right? That's a okay. lunch at him, right? Okay. Then your other surfer kid, he notices this. Then he goes in to save him. But you don't... This okay. This shark is big. This is huge, huge as hell. We're talking jaws, jaws. Yeah, we're talking shark, jaws. Right? We're talking megalodon. We're talking prehistoric, okay. huge. There's nothing you can do. All three of you would 
be dead if you tried to go in, in there, you know, save yourselves. But, okay, would you... Uh-huh. Would you rather save the son who's going after the guy who's already on the water? Or would mm-hmm. you... Or in, like... But you have a chance of actually getting killed by the shark because you're all in the water, right? So there's like, uh-huh. there's let's say there's a 40% chance that you will you will survive. And you only get one son saved. You only save that one son because that other son is done for. He's done so. He's he's dead. So <laughs> he's, he's already in the mouth. Yeah, he's already in the mouth. There's nothing you can do. His jaws is about to close. Mm-hmm. Or would you just... Uh, I don't know, just stay away from the water. Swim back to shore and yeah, have you a don't Mai like <laughs> Yeah. So it's either you lose two kids or... Oh. <laughs> See, I, I like to think that I would be brave enough to, like, swim after and get my kid and risk the death. Um, But there's a good chance that I would panic and freeze also. I wouldn't know because I wouldn't be in that situation. You know how people think that they're going to be like this superhero, like, oh, a gunman comes into the bank. What are you going to do? Oh, I know what I would do. I'd punch him in his fucking face and then I'd wrestle him to the ground. Everybody thinks that they're going to be a certain way in a certain situation until they're faced with that situation. Then all of a sudden they're shitting their pants in the fetal position on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I'd like to think that I would be the person trying to save my kid from the prehistoric shark. Um, But I might also just be shitting my pants in the water. Maybe I shit my pants in the water to get the shark's attention. And I I (laughs) get him with my my shit stains. Yeah, yeah. Or you you can also try to cut yourself. So then you you mix in the blood with the shit. Uh Uh-huh. With the shit. So it it's lured to the shit, right? And then you can save both of your sons. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think I'm yeah. going to have to do that. I'm going to be a cutter and shit myself. Yeah. All in the name of love for my children. Yes. I mean, it, you got four kids, right? So what's in what's what's it halved? You know, you're like less work. Yeah, but see the older ones, they're like almost out of the house already. Like they take care of them so I can go to dinner and just be like, "Yo, order Grubhub." I'll be back. <laughs> uh, the little ones, you know, they're they're still work. Okay, okay. Let me give you another ultimatum, right? So oh. <laughs> you're at a there's the Do I have to cut myself again or <laughs> no, no, no. have you heard of the trolley dilemma? The, the trolley the trolley dilemma. Huh? So there's two tracks, okay? On one track, there's Let's let's switch it up a bit. So your two younger children are on one track, and they're tied up. Okay, no one knows uh-huh. how they got there. Could have been kidnapped. Who cares? Next track, the other path is your two older children. Okay, they're tied up. Same thing. The train is already automatically gonna go on the path where your younger kids are, but there's a lever. You can pull that lever. And divert it to kill your older kids. So, would you? What would you do? Um. Jesus Christ! I don't. Know. 
fucking pray for Superman to fall out of the sky? <laughs> I'm not sure. Didn't expect this, did ya? Welcome to Jordan mode. I'm probably. You know what? I, here's what I'd do. You ready? I would lay on the track in hopes of, like, throwing the trolley off the track to save my two little ones. And then my older ones will just have to go to therapy from watching me get squashed by a trolley. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, that is a, <laughs> that is an interesting answer. Sacrifice. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they both have, they, so my, my little ones have my husband and my older ones have their dad and I feel like they'd be in good hands. So. <laughs> oh, Okay. That, that also works. Yeah. That makes sense. Alright. So do you have do you have a favorite kid? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It just really depends on the day and which one's being the most annoying. Because they all take turns, man. Some days my oldest is being a jerk and sometimes my youngest one is being a jerk. And then sometimes my youngest one is being the cutest and he's telling me I'm pretty and I'm like, you're my favorite today. But they alternate really depends on my mood and on their moods and you know because they're all they're all assholes and really cute at times i'm so glad that you just you said that you do have a favorite because you wouldn't believe like (laughs) i feel like i don't know why it's so difficult for people to admit they have a favorite like it's it's wild to me like of course i have a favorite fruit you know of course i (laughs) prefer some food over others why can't it be the same for children Yeah, and it can change too. Why can't it change? You know, like some days everyone, I mean, I'm moody as fuck sometimes, just like my kids are moody too. So, you know, different days, different favorite kids. Yeah, it's kind of like the weather, how it changes so often, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to have a rap battle? (laughs) A rap battle? This rap battle isn't going to last very long. You already know how, like, uncompetitive I am, so. (laughs) Go ahead, you start. Okay, cool. (laughs) Perfect, I'll go first. (laughs) Sweet. All right. Dana Pereira, you know how to swim, but... Inside of your head, that light's pretty dim. You got a pillow that says never in the background? Oh my god. Sometimes you're so loud, you gotta turn the sound down. Just in general, (laughs) in volume. I don't know how your kids stand you. Okay? Period. I don't know how your kids stand you. You have an expensive (laughs) mic? (laughs) It's, It's fucking crazy. You have two podcasts. What are they called again? One's a trophy, and one's where you tell dirty sins. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Very uncompetitive. Very unconventional. I keep it real. Like bread rolls. (laughs) I'm done. Alright, you win. See, that was great. Good job. You gotta, you gotta go. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just not fair, you know. Like I offer everyone a fair chance. But I, I am letting you take that spotlight. That was awesome. No, 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 no. I'm Dana, actually Dana, really Dana. impressed with your rhyming <laughs> skills. 
No, no, no. No, you can't. You can't. Jordan I hate, mode. I hate automatic what a wins. Thrill. I'm really impressed with your rhyming skill. <laughs> Did that okay. one work? Keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um. You're five six. That's below average. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I'll admit it. Yeah, this is factual that I'm five six, but I'm five three. Oh, I'm I'm smaller than you are. That's it. This entire time you were three three inches shorter than me. Three, wow. Hey, depending on who you talk to, three inches can be really big or really small. I think for everyone, it's really <laughs> small. Yeah, um, okay. I think even if you went to Asia, if you went to Thailand, uh -huh. that, that'd still be pretty small. Hmm. Yeah. Did you know that there are, there's a guy in Florida, I believe, and he has the smallest penis on record. It is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Really? Do you have his contact mm -hmm. info? Can I talk to him? I don't, but... I was reading an article about him, and he said that he gets so much ass because every girl wants to see his little penis. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I would be the one that would be like, I don't believe you. Let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm trying to get in touch with him. Like, what the hell? I'm, yeah, everyone's trying to I wonder to if his name, it might be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, if you just look it up, smallest penis, Guinness yeah, Book of World doll. Records. I bet you could find him. I bet you could find him yeah. and, and have him on your show. Little Peter. Just don't wear the banana suit. You might make him feel insecure. I think you'll be more comfortable, to be honest. I feel like maybe. it should, it should like, maybe, like, have you calm your nerves a little and put you um, at ease. Like, like, do you feel comfortable? Do you feel less anxious? Or do you feel even worse? No, no, I love it. I think that, like, do you wear that a lot? Like, all the time? <laughs> well, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it adds, I mean, like, outside of your show. Starting today, yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I want to I wanna spread joy. Like, uh, like Disney does. Mm -hmm. Except this is my... This is my expression. This is my creative expression. It takes the form of a fruit called a banana. Low-hanging fruit. Really good. Really cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Although I would argue that Disney doesn't always spread joy. There's a lot of dead parents in Disney. That Stockholm is true. Yeah. So, so much sadness. <laughs> yes. A lot of death and dis disheartening mm -hmm. moments. But no one likes to talk about that. Because everyone's focused on the, ooh, the fun, you know, the, ooh, Star Wars, There's a the catchy superheroes. little song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no one really knows, like, deep down, if they really analyze the movies, you know that it's, it's more than just a kid's movie. Have you seen Coco? I have seen Coco, yeah. Amazing movie. You know, I like all of the Disney movies 
However, as an adult, I can look back and see how problematic they all are. We actually did a whole episode on this when we were analyzing these Disney movies. And it's like, I mean, the dead parents, for one. There's just dead parents everywhere. But if you think about your favorite Disney movie, so many problems in all of them. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's also just like being an adult and, and looking back and just seeing like being like thinking about it critically right it's like with any literally any film like you can look back at star wars you can look back at um shrek you'd be like what's he doing in me swamp you know it's like what the fuck yeah. um, so i i don't know it's like the older you get the more critical you get but it doesn't it shouldn't shy away from like you loving the movie though because i still love shrek no. you know what i love kung fu panda i love that movie Oh, my kids are really into that movie right now. They've been watching yeah. that one, the little ones. Kung Fu Panda 1, 2, 3, and then yeah. Sing. Yeah, there's. we have a, a never-ending thread of uh, animated movies going on in our house. Yeah, yeah. You should have them watch Incredibles. I think they have. I don't remember, though. I could be wrong. No, I'm pretty sure they have. No, you you know, okay, I just had a thought that just okay. blew up in my mind. You know what you Your should banana make watch? Uh-huh. Shark Tale. Or mm. I loved that movie. Yeah. The one yeah. with Will Smith? Yeah, as a fish. As a fucking yeah. fish. Yeah. And an was it Angelina Jolie that played the the girl? It was like Renee Zellweger and something. Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Loved that movie. Car that wash. was a good one. Do, mm -hmm. do, 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 car wash. Yeah. That's a good one. Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I saw somebody describe that one online, and it was, like, the craziest plot. It was, like, the mom is murdered, and then, you know, the son gets kidnapped and the father has to fly, so whatever it was and then they're like and that's the plot of Finding Nemo and I was like oh shit that is the plot of Finding Nemo <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they turned it into like this whole like Liam Neeson like yeah. trailer <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean Marlon okay he, he went through trials and tribulation he found his son who was mm -hmm. missing from his, the, the coral or I think it was mm -hmm. coral yeah. Yeah. Went through a lot. What would you do if you if, if your 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 child, your one of your kids got kidnapped? Um that I don't know. I'd be devastated. I think probably police would be involved first and foremost. You you wouldn't pull a taken like Liam Neeson? Like I can barely walk without walking into like a wall or something like that. I I am very well aware of my skill sets or my lack thereof. Um, so they, I could talk a big game probably. Actually, I probably could. And I just tried to rap battle you and I made it two lines in. So that mm. probably isn't going to work out for me either. Plus, I don't sound very scary. I'd have to get one of those like voice contorter things that, you know, make you sound like the guy from Saw. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about I this? Think, I don't think I'd be too scary. Let's let's do a, a Finding Nemo scenario. So Okay. Alright, there's a boat. Your your surfer kids no longer know how to swim. 
but they're surfing and then they fall into the water. They can't do anything. They're sinking. Would you go in there、uh-huh. because you know how to swim and there's no lifeguards around? There's no one around except you and you are their only hope. However, oh yeah, I'd be in there. However, <laughs> uh oh, there is a shark, but it's not a great white shark. It's like a little tiny、um, Mako shark, one of those small, smaller ones. Would you still、mm-hmm. save them? You have a higher chance of survival. Yeah. Yeah, I'd still be doing it. Man, you kind of are like Disney. It's just you have to like take out the dead parents and insert the dead kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's、like、your thing.、People. Disney's the dead parents, but you're really on the dead kids. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, you know what? Like, I just, I know, I see what's in front of me. Okay. I can visualize.、Mm-hmm. And you don't, I, you know what I say? You don't really know. What a person is capable of、mm-hmm. until you give them like a hundred, like, what if scenarios, or you know, so yeah, you answered pretty interestingly, so nice. Um, well, I mean, I'm shitting my pants and cutting myself to deter sharks from my children, so oh, yeah, that was something that new was I learned about、fun. myself today, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, as like you said, you say that, but in the moment, who knows, who knows. Who knows, you know? Like, reality might might be you in that water and your your kids、yeah. not even surfing. Or,、mm-hmm. you know? So, who knows? Okay. I have a question for you. Are you ready? Ready. What is your number one thing you like to do? My, it's about to be real boring in here, by the way, with this response. But my favorite thing to do is sit in my backyard with a glass of wine and a movie on the TV. Like, that, that is, if I am like, if I were to choose what I get to do for the weekend, because I'm so damn busy every other day of the week, that is my. Time to relax. Murder docs. I love, there's this show on Netflix called I Am a Murderer. Yeah. Killer, it's called. I I will binge that whole season, just a bottle of wine outside on my porch with my husband next to me and just watching, you know, murder docs or movies or Ozark or whatever other show we happen to be into. That's like my, my bliss. That's my happy place. Okay. I, that's not really that boring. I thought you were going to say reading or something.、Oh. So. <laughs> I do love to read. However, with four children, I've now had to switch to audiobooks. So it's like either podcasts、yeah. or audiobooks all the time so that I can do all of the other stuff associated with children. Because I don't have time to just sit down with a book anymore.、Um, I do have time to sit down with wine and watch a movie, though. So I guess I just threw myself、mm-hmm. under the bus with that one. No, but because it's、Priority. like you're, you're kind of, you're just, you're following, you're kind of turning your brain off to,、um, yeah. to look at a screen, right? So, mm-hmm, numb yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you like cold, like murder, you like shows that, that have murderers、yeah. that talk about those? Yeah? What, yeah. what draws you? What draws you in? You know, I've always been a fan of true crime, and I'm not. 
an actual fan of the crimes happening. I think that because it's a fear, like something that is instilled into us since we're little tiny children with kidnapping and, you know, uh, murders and you hear, you see these crazy things on the news and stuff like that. Um, I think that that's kind of the way of facing it without facing it. Like, here's this really awful, fearful subject that scares the shit out of me. Let me watch it and learn everything that I can about it. So that way, if I ever find myself in a situation where I have a feeling and I can pay attention to it, or I like to watch survival stories too, and this like trusting your gut and seeing what people do and how they escape things or got out of situations. Um, so I, I think it has a lot to do with facing your fear. Uh, even though the odds of us getting murdered, well, they go up every mass shooting in America. But um, I think that uh, it's just kind of my way of facing something because I'm afraid of it. Okay, so you're you're gaining experience by watching true crime television yet you don't do you know any self-defense no i'm i'm not gaining experience from watching it i'm just saying that i'm facing more of a fear of it and seeing how like you know for example a woman jogging just recently was taken and they just found her body. Not yesterday, I think they found her body. Um, and it was a big news headline. Um, and I was like, oh, I'd really love to know what happened there. This woman just got like taken off of the street as she was jogging on her, you know, morning run. And so it's stuff like that that kind of intrigues me because then it's like, oh, now you need to... if. I don't run because fuck running. But if I did run, I would be like, oh, so now you have to run with somebody next to you or you have to take different routes and, you know, don't run with earbuds in and, and stuff like that. Like there's all of these tips that kind of go along with the actual yeah, true yeah. crime event to, you know, kind of help you avoid that from happening. <laughs> but not right. necessarily the experience of it. But, you know, just kind of like little tips here and there that you're like, oh, I could probably do this to avoid that situation. Right. No, I get what you're saying. So you're you're learning, you're gaining tips at if, yeah. if, <laughs> if it should ever, you know, come to fruition that one day you decide to yeah. start deucing again, start running, you know, and. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. Because whenever I walk in the dark i i never have two earbuds in because one yes i'm always mm -hmm. constantly on the lookout and plus in any situation i'm gonna run like hell you know so uh-huh that's just my number one thing just running and I've, I've always been really good at running okay yeah okay. don't be surprised it's it's true it's a fact <laughs> i i used to run a lot all right, I'm confident that I can outrun any kidnapper. However, if it was like a van, then yeah, no, I'm being kidnapped. But yeah, I just accept it. You know, you know, like there's nothing you can do when you, there's a motor vehicle and you're just, mm -hmm. you know, so better have some running shoes because you're out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Be aware of your limitations. <laughs> yeah. 
This this also goes for any room that I go into. Okay, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to check. Yes. If there's cameras, you have to check if any exits, like movie theaters. You know how they tell you at the beginning of the movie there's exits or whatever. After like yeah, thirty minutes of previews, you know it's like okay, if a fire or a gunman were to enter the theater right now, I could exit via the left or the right or the back, and you know. Uh huh. That's very useful. You gotta pick your route too. You have to figure out who's sitting where. Like, if there's an elderly couple that's sitting like to the right of you, you're like, shit. Okay, they're not gonna be fast, so I'm gonna have to go this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm. That's true. You, know, I like that. I like how you thought about that. You didn't think of them as um shields. You thought of you thought of them as just leave them alone. I like that. Yeah. that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not going to hide behind them as a shield, but <laughs> I, if I need to get out of there, I'm probably not going to make them the the, the leaders. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If they're bad at driving, if they're so slow at driving, you can't expect them to move fast. Yeah, just got to be aware. Got to be aware. Yeah, so I, I like how you think. All right, we should form a team and... Yeah, basically check your surroundings, check your 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 right and your left, and before you cross the street, of course. Okay. Uh-huh. So. Mm. Okay. Well, Dana, do you what do you, what do you want to tell the world? Um, man, what do I want to tell the world? Eat your vegetable. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what do I want to wow. tell the world? Uh, I want to tell the world that if you would like to go and listen to our comedy show, you can find Where's Our Participation Trophy um, on all of the podcast platforms and YouTube. And if you have some dirty secret kinks that you have, then you can also find the Dirty Little Secrets Club available on all the podcast platforms and YouTube as well. Wow. You heard her. Dana Pereira, (laughs) host of two podcasts. Yeah, you nailed the last name, by the way. Good job. And a great sharer of everything. <laughs> I will let you have the spotlight just as soon as I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that is. Do you? Th- okay, that one last question. This, you, you just okay. brought it. Do you consider yourself humble? Um. Hmm. I I think that. I can be humble, um, and I also okay. think that I, I can be the opposite of that. <laughs> right. So it changes. Mm-hmm. Depending on the mood. Situations, the moods. Situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, with that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Jordan Mode. This has been a delightful podcast. What even is a podcast? It's just a conversation between two or more people. Uh, follow Dana everywhere. What what are, do you have social media? I do Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Trophy Wife Dana, and also on TikTok with the same handle. Okay, you heard her, fellas. Everyone, wait, wait. What is your audience, by the way? Who do you think listens to your podcast? It's mostly men. Okay, so any any men who are for some reason listening to this episode. You, I think we're 60% men, 40% women was the last one that I checked. Yeah, 
Wow. Isn't that ironic? You know? Yeah. I would not imagine that. Because I feel like my podcast, I feel like it's filled with winners. You know? So, <laughs> so I mean, we have differing audiences. It, we, it only yes. go up from here. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you for listening <laughs> to this episode. I always hated doing outros. Follow her, Trophy Wife Dana, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, I think. Yeah. Okay. We're going yeah. with it. And follow Jordan Mode, Instagram. That's it. And it's been a blast. See you next time, everyone. <laughs>